Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. We saved serious cash with our Progressive Home and Auto Bundle and used the money to buy a new boat. Who's ready to water ski? (laughs) This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough for a new boat. They'll probably spend it on rent or gas money or maybe one of those little plastic wading pools for the yard. Ahoy there! Is what the captain might say. On the toy boat, in your wading pool. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Alter Ego Podcast, a special episode of the Alter Ego Podcast. Why is it special, Cyborg Mark? Because I'm here. Hi, That's everybody. Right. That's right. And with us, as always, is the lovely Megan Austin. How are you? Hello. I'm fantastic. And no you? Good, good. I accidentally put the music back in a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because I needed some <laughs> intro song. But the real reason it's special, not because of you two, because you're not special, and I tell you that all the time, Ooh. is that we have somebody from far and away from movies, films, and flicks, Mr. Mark Hoffmeyer. Welcome to the show, sir. That music got me pumped up. I just had some coffee. And that music kicked in, and my heart just well, actually, some, it might be a health issue. I, I'm not, it's just one of the two. I'm, I'm either really jacked that. up right now, or yeah. I might explode. So. For sure. That, that music literally is like the most For exciting sure. noise of my week. I I'm, love it. Love I it, love really it. need you to consult your physician and get back with us <laughs> so that when this oh, posts, we're good to go. Man. Are you okay? <laughs> Yeah, that music, guys. I'm telling you, it hit me. It hit me hard. Good yeah, stuff. best Good. twenty dollars we ever spent. I'm so glad. <laughs> so the reason why is Mark from Movies, Films, and Flicks on here? If you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook or anything like that, uh, or Seven Lamb as well uh, on the Twenty Four Hour Podcast that I did with Robert Lamb. You and uh, who's your partner that you do the podcast uh, with? John Livingood. John Livingood. You guys joined us on the Twenty Four Hour Podcast. And we got to talking about movies as you do, and um, pretty much it. <laughs> we kind of talked about Alter Ego and a trash movie that we had just seen because you brought up this <laughs> this yeah. thing that you put us through. <laughs> I don't think that either of these movies are trash. Oh. I think that these are expertly made movies that know what they are. Wow. You know, what's, you know what's funny? <laughs> when I say that that, that a movie Positive is trash, <laughs> I, I kind of feel bad because our youngest son, one time, uh, my wife and her sister were watching a movie. What was the movie? Emoji movie. The emoji movie. <laughs> and they were just dogging this movie to death. My and dude, my youngest, my, my, it's my younger sister, and she's like 13. So, yeah. I mean. My youngest son know. turns to her and goes, hey. Somebody worked really hard on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Oh and he put us Blam. in our place so fast. I was like, man, he is so right. I feel like such an asshole. All right. So let me get into our wonderful sponsors, and then we'll get into movies, films, and flicks, and then we'll jump right in. Sound good to everybody? Woo. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. I guess. Well, 
Uh, our returning sponsor since the beginning, Ford Supply Company. This episode of Alter Ego is sponsored by Ford Supply. Is it recording? Yes, it's oh, recording. Okay. What do you mean? Sorry, the little the oh thing was in the way, and I was nervous that it stopped. <sighs> Sorry, everybody. Jeez, I'm Louise. recording too, just in case. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to you guys unless we're recording. <laughs> you know, so we just leaving. Guys. We lost three dollars because we stopped mid ad. That's I'm in the so contract. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ford Supply. All right, this episode of Alter Ego is sponsored by Ford Supply Company, makers of all natural and organic soaps for men with scents like tropical teakwood, citrus IPA, and cypress pine. Visit their website at fordsupply.com to order online and use promo code Alter Ego to get ten percent off your order. Ford soap real soap no bullshit none none so I, I was listening to one of your older episodes and it yeah. really intrigued me so i went on the website and i ordered some of his baked bean soap really? and some of his skunk ape florida oh. skunk ape florida is a popular one up here boy <laughs> you go to any bowling alley in florida and you are gonna smell some florida swamp monkey whatever you said <laughs> it is pungent. It's very pungent, but yeah. it's as advertised. When I ordered it, it said, sure. beware, pungent. And yeah. I said, I'll be fine. There's it's a, in I, my house, and it is pungent. Yeah. And I can't hate it. <laughs> you have to move now. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it has a do not open on the package. Yeah. Have you guys seen Alien when the acid blood goes through the ship? When uh -huh. I took it out of the box, it dropped right through my concrete like oh, my, no. my floor and went right there's, through the concrete slab. And I'm pretty sure it's still going. There's a structural <laughs> damage clause in the receipt once you buy it. It's, it's just totally. It's going to hit the core of the earth by the end of the day. It might even survive the core. I can still hear hissing coming from this <laughs> rectangular hole in my floor. Industrial yeah. solvent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people still use it on their bodies. Some people need it. So. Man. Uh, I only have three fingers left because of it. Because <laughs> of handling the package, right? Yeah. It was like a hot potato, but uh, just scalding <laughs> acid pungentness, and it went through my floor. Oh, my goodness. But it was worth it because it said all of that on the label. So I can't even sue because it's my fault. That's right. That's right. It forewarned you, and yet, like the typical consumer, you plowed right through it. On that the baked bean soap. Oh, my gosh. I was... Oh man, it's like bush beans mixed with some other kind of beans. Right. Brown sugar. Let's man. just let's just go ahead and say you rolled that beautiful bean footage, didn't you? When you know Spider Man three, when Peter Parker turns evil and he's strutting down the street, yes, that I was do. me after oh, using that oh, soap. No. Oh boy. Just wafting of beans. He's like, and now I can't street. go back to that TGI Fridays <laughs> ever again. I was finger snapping. I was I had pop collars. Yeah. I was pointing at people. That's, I love that. Toby McGuire is actually a big fan of the show. He listens all the time, so hopefully he gives us some good feedback on that. Maybe he'll buy some baked bean soap. We play poker every Thursday night, man. It's great. Yeah. Last time I've we lost, talked... I've lost millions to him. Last time we <laughs> talked, Stephen Baldwin, was. it was about feeding time for him at your house. Yeah, but right, I, I just can't talk because I'm I'm bleeding. Gotcha. So just got to let you guys know. Oh my but I'm better now. Gotcha. Okay, good. I'm okay, okay. It up. So in honor of Ford Supply... I took some of their soap names and tried to find movies. The, the real ones, right? The real ones. Movies <laughs> after their likeness. So I'm just going to read some of the, I'll, I'll not, these are the IMDB summaries of some of the soaps. And I think oh that boy. they should put these oh on the box. <laughs> oh, no. So let's start with Ranger. Which smells fantastic. Which is after the Ranger. Like horror, pot, horror movie. 
Teen oh, punks, I like that movie. Teen punks on the run from the cops and hiding out in the woods come up against the local authority, an unhinged park ranger with an axe to grind while the teens discover their bisexuality. I added that last part in because it wasn't really catching <laughs> I was going to say, that took an interesting turn at the yeah, end. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> no, they don't. It that, stops with axe to grind. <laughs> that movie has a great color palette. I don't know if you've watched it, but it's very brightly colored. Yeah. And, but it's in stark contrast to all the violence. When so I have exactly yeah. like the soap. When I so I haven't seen the movie, but looking at the images and stills trying to promote it on IMDb, I, I definitely caught that right away. Uh, even the cover of it, the way they show the, the ranger's face on it was pretty cool. The next one, Brewmaster documentary. The story of a craft beer, uh, the story of craft beer, as told through the young New York, a, new, a young New, oh my God, I can talk, oh a boy. young New York lawyer who dreams of opening his own brewery and a Milwaukee-based beer educator trying to pass the Master Cicerone exam. Wow. I mean, that sounds partially close. Not at all. That partially. sounds terrible. <laughs> it does sound bad. <laughs> makes me want to drink Green Bench. <laughs> <laughs> It just makes me want to drink. I'll stop there. And St. Pete's gotten so much. I used to live in St. Pete in like, oh, like the early 2000s, yeah. late 90s. I was going to say, that's it, a local reference, man. Yes, it is. It's, uh, it's like, you know, I went to SBC for a year. I played tennis in Treasure Island. Like I taught at all the schools around there. I, I bounced at Ferg's. That place has changed. You bounced at so, Ferg's, huh? Yeah, that's I got cool. it. It was wild, man. Holy crap. Sounds Brought like fun. Out. I used, no. to, I used to bounce way back when, but we won't get into that. Jack used to get thrown out of Ferds all the time, That's so maybe true. you guys met in person. <laughs> no, no, I, I was on yeah, Mark's I side of it. Did. I worked at State Theater right up the road. Oh, love yeah. that place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Sorry. so uh, this is going to be a bit bad. of a tease. Yeah. That's all right. I expected if this. If I was a train movie, I would be in a lot of trouble. I'm always... <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be looking for a plot hole in the Chrysler building. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I just dropped the soap down there. That's right. Uh-oh. So, Castaway. When I say oh, Castaway, you guys probably think of the Tom Hanks vehicle, Castaway. But there's a 1986 Castaway. It's an adventure biography. Middle Two aged, words or one? Say again? Two words or one? One word. Uh, adventure, adventure slash biography. Middle-aged Gerard Kingsland advertises in a London paper for a female companion to spend a year with him on a desert island. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound Castaway so much as... Getting murdered like being on being a hermit island. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, maybe, this wait, maybe the person was cast away from society. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. If he's trying to solicit a woman to come with him, I gotta leave soon. We gotta spend a year on an island. You want to go? Or he's a fisherman. That woman was murdered two days in. <laughs> you know it. Credits. <laughs> uh, this is one I'm hoping you know something about, Mark. Which mark? Uh, this is uh, not cyborg mark. He didn't make eye contact. He's oh, eating he's not batteries. Talking to me. Can we uh, call you uh, uh, JCVD mark? Because cyborg makes me think of that movie. <laughs> mm. I'll allow it. He'll allow it. All right, cool. Okay. So this Jungle is the movie called Gentleman. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to read it exactly as it says it on IMDb. I feel that's important. It's a great movie. The movie Gentleman revolves around character Barath who is suffering from a rare disorder called beauty of sleeping syndrome. Because of this, he tends to sleep 18 hours a day and will only be awake, be awake only five to six hours. E story, which I'm assuming is the, the story deals with date with daily routine, have a life of the protagonist while is not simple as others. Meanwhile, the hero loses his family in an accident and lay. I don't know what that means. Lay with his brother, five-year-old daughter. Maybe lives. 
Although he tries to rebuild, I hope so. he yeah, tries I hope to rebuild like. the life with the kid. It fails as the kid gets kidnapped and he starts to find her, which makes the story to next level, leading to mafia. That sounds terrible. That's the entire. That's word for word. It's copy pasted from the site, and I thought Is that was important. Is this a different gentleman movie than I'm thinking? Do you have a computer virus? Because no, you guys is- are thinking of the new one with Matthew McConaughey. I'm not thinking of anything. Okay. I want you to do something. Go to the full cast and crew for the movie you're looking at right Hold now. Hold on a second. Happy to do that. All right. Go to the first camera operator. Oh, my God. You forgot to hit is it you? Know, and you'll notice a very familiar name. Hold on. We need a uh, uh, a Google song. This is another good one. This is The Gentleman. I need the 2020. Here we go. 2020? Wait, no, is this 2017? Sorry. Uh, He's so confused. Rob's it. Oh, this is it. Let's go to... This is a new oh, movie. I'm excited. Uh, cast and crew. What an ugly man in this picture. What's? You don't even see it, you goon. <laughs> Who am I looking for? Oh, no, I'm just messing with you. I just we thought it'd be it. funny. We found it. Okay, cinematography by <laughs> Sudakar Shetty. I was going to say I was the first AC on it, but... Um, <laughs> It didn't go well. I just wanted you guys to read the whole thing, and then like, what, why am I'm I? I'm in there this? somewhere. I yeah. knew you had connections to Jadesh Kumar. Well, yeah, I worked with him the last year. For great. sure, hundred percent. So the thing that made me laugh about this movie is that this five-year-old girl is kidnapped by the mafia, and her narcoleptic Barath sleeps eighteen fucking hours a day. <laughs> So he searches for her for so five, like, and then just passes right. out. <laughs> like he, and it's sleeping of what is it? Beauty of sleeping syndrome. So he Sounds looks for wonderful. her for five hours, gets a hot lead, falls asleep 18 hours later. It's done. I hope he's writing stuff down. I mean, geez, he would be useless in first 48. That's a solid five, though, he's got to give. Yeah. It's the first 10. And let me tell you, if he's sleeping the 18 hours and he wakes up gorgeous, the kidnappers might come to him. <laughs> uh, here we go. Breathtaking. <laughs> Here's the last one. Captain. After the captain for Ford Supply. In the last moments of World War II, a young German soldier fighting for survival finds a Nazi captain's uniform. Impersonating an officer, the man quickly takes on the monstrous identity of the perpetrators he's trying to escape from. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to get away from Nazis. He is a Nazi. He dresses up as a Nazi and then becomes a Nazi. Jesus. That so is a Ford Supply. Ride. Ford Supply, really? You need to get rid of that, buddy. Don't put that on the back of your soap for the captain. Uh, anyway, well, being that this is a fictional situation, <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, they don't know that out in listener land. Mark will back me up. I feel like I need to tell them. Wait, it's fictional? Yeah. No, no, it's real. <laughs> Stop. Oh, man. The soap is real. <laughs> that got dark. Uh, second uh, sponsor of the night, Tony Anello's. Tony Anello's Southern Italian Cuisine and Grill is a hidden gem that's family owned and operated on the outskirts of St. Pete at 1136 Pinellas Bay Way South, Tierra Verde, Florida. This is a must try for a homemade Italian lunch or dinner. Just remember to bring your appetite because the portions are very generous. Call for reservation today, 727-867-3577. Have you ever been to Tony Anello's when you were in St. Pete, Mark? Nope. I, have not, I went to CD Romas. <laughs> Next time you come, they're they're identical. Same restaurant. No, but I, I do remember what you said though. No, Every time not. I've gone to an Italian restaurant, I'm always full. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever left. I remember you guys were talking about that. You took home leftovers. That's what I do every time. Have I just to. get stuffed and unhappy. And but if I you do it finish, you're going to be just ruined and miserable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I ate all this. <sighs> oh my god. 
I mean, you definitely are satisfied with Tony Anello's food. That's no joke. But you're satisfied several different times. There is nobody like Tony Anello's. And they (laughs) are going to be, just keep everybody's ears open, they're going to be doing a giveaway on next week's episode. So stay sharp. Stay tuned. I accept. Oh my okay. God. Can we enter for this? Just free chicken hand. parm for days. <laughs> chicky chicky parm parm baby. Oh. Um, just want to talk about a couple of episodes before we get into the news that are popping out on Seven Lamb. And of all hope uh, was out on Thursday, August sixth. Uh, movie night out on August seventh. The twenty four podcast, twenty four hour podcast, where you can find all these people on this podcast right now. Uh, episode two is coming out. Uh, came out Saturday, the ninth. And uh, Atlas Avenue Beat, the new season, uh, which is already premiered. I think it's episode two coming out August 12th. So what we do typically here, Mark, is go through our posts of the week on social media and just kind of discuss them. There's some good movie tidbits. I figured you might be able to weigh in. But first, I would like for you to give everybody more information than they could ever possibly want about movies, films, and flicks. All right. So I started in 2010. We also have a podcast. Uh, just write movie reviews, weird data. So I don't know if you guys know, but I, on Reddit, my name is Lundgren's Front Kick. And then I grew that name up to really like a big size. And I do a lot of weird data posts, like how far does the creature from it follows. Follow, I figured out just all sorts of weird data. Uh, that kind of got me big. Then I started working with like AV Club, Wired interviewed me. So it's doing really well. I also have a podcast called Movies, Films, and Flakes. We're doing really well. We just hit number three in Ireland. I think number nine mm-hmm. in New Zealand, two in Russia. So it's a popular film review podcast. Uh, Well, uh, good night, mate. And then I also work for like Rotten Tomatoes. I've been doing that since 2017. So a lot of my data is there. I do a lot of their videos. And then the film theorists. I don't know if you guys have heard about them on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So uh, no, they're they're cool. So I just got a gig with them. So I'm writing videos for them now. And uh, it's just a long time ago with movies, films, and flicks. I realized being a traditional movie critic. I used to be a movie critic. Yeah. And I... I don't like writing movie reviews, so I just started doing weird data posts. Like, is it better if Jason Statham wears a coat in a movie as opposed to a turtleneck? Just really weird, random data that just makes people laugh. And so we built our name with the, on that. We have John's Horror Corner. He he's like a big horror following on that. And yeah, it's cool just doing that and what's writing your f- reviews and writing for other people. So it's neat. What's your favorite bit of data? that you have found from a movie, like you just said, that when it follows, how oh, far oh, does yeah, technically, yeah. how far does it follow? Jet ski action scenes only have like a 29% tomato meter average. <laughs> I'm so surprised to hear that. Yeah, and they're bad. They're very rarely fresh. I don't know what it is about jet ski action scenes. They're really bad, like in hard rain. Yeah. When he's chasing Christian Slater, Christian Slater goes, okay, I'm going to go underneath you. And then the guy pulls a three-point turn on a jet ski and you fall asleep. And it's just <laughs> the most boring chase scene ever yeah. on jet skis. They're just boring. I'm trying going to think a of line. other prominent. Now, hold on a second. Baywatch, that... ha- like Waterworld, those are boring. They that's... run right into each other. But, but Waterworld, I was about they... to say, that's what's got to tip the curve. <laughs> nah, they at the end, they drive right into each other when Kevin Costner bungee right. jumps. Like, that's not a great vehicle. <laughs> Did you see Tiger King? That is a fantastic jet ski scene at the end. Oh, Lord. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, he's sounding down, too. I love those. No, I mean, yeah, they love their jet skis. I don't know. That's just, that's what kind of made my first big thing and like my first big data point. My my favorite one that Rob with Seven Lamb told me about was I think you guys tried to see which of the Fast and Furious films was, oh, yeah, yeah. was fastest and which one was most furious. Yeah, that one was cool. That one that one did really well. Like one of my favorite writers, Shea Serrano. I don't know if you guys know him from Ringer. Mm-mm. Uh, well, he's like a I'm bragging. I don't care. 
but he's like from New York Times. He's a bestseller. So like he and I like wow. started chatting back and forth from that. So we've been talking. Uh, I wrote a video for film theorists. So that should be coming out pretty soon for them for that. And then I don't know if you guys heard about it, but I came up with a movie called uh, Jacked Up starring Adam Sandler because he said if he didn't get nominated <laughs> yeah, for an Academy Award I heard this. Yeah. for un Uncut Gems, he would uh, make the worst movie possible. So I came up with it based on all his movies and it just got shared all over the place. Can so, can you give us, I, I think Jack and Jill from his previous films are in it. Am I not, am I mistaken? Oh no. So he, he plays, he plays himself and his wife. Good. And he's a personal trainer shoe salesman who has to go to Costa Rica <laughs> for a wedding or a high school reunion. And during the time Terry Crews and Maya Rudolph were both congressional, they're running for Congress and right. president. They get hijacked by Rob, Schneider, who's a terrorist, yes, and it ends with a jet ski chase in a lazy river. Where does either Drew Barrymore or Jennifer Aniston come? They're in? too good. They're too good. Too good. Okay, because he had, I had to make the worst movie possible. Got like, it. They're too good. So <laughs> they, they can't be gotcha. in it. So I took all the worst elements from his worst movies, and they're not the worst elements. Okay, well that's true. I was gonna say. I mean, he th those two are always his love interest in said movies. Yeah, and they're good. Wedding Singer, right? Murder Mystery was fun. Yep. Just go with it. I'm a Sandler file. Wedding Singer was great. It's one of our favorites. We still watch that at the house every once in a while. So I love that he's just, critics hate him. And yeah. everyone just makes fun of his movies. But every time they release on Netflix, they break records. Every time he like goes into theaters, they make 200 million worldwide. So many the people dude, go to see it. Yeah, yeah, the dude just knows his audience. And he does not care. He gets nice vacations when he shoots. He's good to his crew. I worked on film sets for years. And I know a lot of people that worked with him and said he's great. So... Mm. Like he has my respect because you work with so many terrible people on film sets. So I have a lot of respect for the dude. And uh, I, I wrote Jacked Up more as like a fun. I didn't write it as a hater. Right. Like, hey, here you go, man. So you yeah, want a terrible movie? Here's my script. Got it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so on to some of the news that we've posted this week. And thank you. Please link us any of this stuff. Link us your new video that you just wrote. Please, I will share the hell out of it as soon as I get it. So if you've got anything you want us to throw up on Alter Ego or anything or just promote the hell out of I'm happy to do that. So please send it my way. Um, first big bit of news that uh, the wife was very giddy and happy to tell me about and didn't realize I shared it already. Uh, She-Hulk, Allison Brie. What? Rumored. Is that official? Yes. Oh. I am so very stoked. heavily rumored. I think that's a fantastic casting. I think she's going to oh, be fantastic. Perfect casting. Yeah, she has such great charisma, and she is somebody that I could see. Uh, there's a digital image too that somebody generated of her as She-Hulk. Yeah. I invite you to look that up. It it's, looks outstanding. I think and, it was by Boss Logic on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, and they basically said that um, they needed someone in that role who could obviously it's She-Hulk, and Allison Brie is. 110 pounds soaking wet yeah but they needed someone with that personality that could literally shine straight through all the cgi that she's going to be put under she and i think that. she could easily do that i loved her in community i think that she has that that like you said charisma and and perkiness and i think it's going to go a long way i think it's great has anybody watched glow on netflix oh, I, love, I love glow yeah i love glow she's have not you all need to watch That's glow. the one about the female wrestlers correct yes, yes. it yeah. looked good I, it's really no, good it's re and she's in that she's the her and Mark Maron she's are the, the main, leads. Yeah, she's like the main oh, character. Wow. Yeah, she's a wrestler. In it. it made me love Mark Maron too. Like There's I liked no. Mark Maron. Now I love Mark Maron. That's awesome. <laughs> that, Here, like, this reminds me of Paul Rudd from Ant Man type of casting where yes, it's just I, don't know, I feel like she could arrive on screen fully formed because yeah. she's such a good actress. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's perfect casting. You know, I think the world nowadays is so up on comics that that uh, origin stories are kind of a thing of the past. The audience can get past that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't need a full film to develop. We know who it. the Hulk is. This is yeah. the lady version. She's a lawyer. <laughs> she's. I believe she's. Uh, That's all we need. Mr. And go. Mr. Banner's cousin. Yes. Yes. Uh, next bit of news: Tom Cruise. This is one you could definitely do some statistics on. Tom Cruise. How many times? How, how far has he run in all of his movies? Oh, I did that already for Rotten oh. Tomatoes, and he said it was really cool. That's awesome. He said that was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Tom it did. Was big, yeah. Yeah, type in Tom Cruise running Rotten Tomatoes, and like it's all over the place. That's See, awesome. now when he name drops, it's real. It just makes our situation very sad. Well, Tom is this a big listener of the show. So. I, I, I am sounding full of myself. I, I, no, I, you're I not. Know. It's fine. Yeah. Dude, if he liked my stuff, I would tell literally everyone. I'd be a Bob <laughs> Evans ordering a fucking, you know. Well, I just want to let you know. Hey, by the way, Tom Cruise. My friend Dave my loves the show. Tomorrow, too. So, yeah, he's been my bud since like 2015. That's awesome. <laughs> not really. He doesn't know me. Oh, he knows you. Has he jumped on your couch? Uh, so his newest movie to be <laughs> shot in space reportedly has a $200 million budget. That's not bad. That's what, huge. What is this? Nah, I mean, like, Justice League costs 300 just to get yeah. to space with the gear I mean, and insurance is, yeah, and to I, shoot up there. Insurance th- would be the most thing, I would would be the biggest uh, cost, I would imagine. But yeah, it's Tom yeah. Cruise. You know, he wants it big. You know, he wants to do it real. He wants to do it. Oh, he's doing it with SpaceX and other private corporations. But $200 he's million. Bringing... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, that was it. Yeah, he's doing it with SpaceX and a couple other uh, couple of the companies to get him up in space to shoot this movie. What movie he, is He's this? working with Doug Lyman, who did uh, Made in America with him, or American Made in Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. And he's a bit of a maniac on set. So the two of them together in space, <laughs> I would not want to work on that movie up there. I, I would not want to be like the key grip on that movie in space, <laughs> having to float and not move. You're doing it wrong. You're doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> float life. better. Um, was it Chris, Chris McQuarrie? G? Yeah. <laughs> I want negative one G. Oh my God. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, so yeah, that, that's interesting. That seemed like typical Tom Cruise news to me. Um, and I had one more good one that I saw. Golly, where is it? Oh, you know what? I just want to say that, uh, and this is before we get into the movies here, two thirds of the cast binged Umbrella Academy season two in one day. Have you seen it? Uh, I think we're right where you are, two thirds of the way in. It's so good. Oh no, two thirds of the cast here today has seen it all the way through. We we, oh, yeah. we I killed it in I'm one like, day. I'm sixty six percent. Nice, Mark Cyborg. Mark is on season one still. I binged the first two episodes. Binged. That's not binging. <laughs> That's just oh that first episode was good. Let me just watch a second. I like enjoying my stuff. Don't tell me how to watch it. Fair enough. The first one came out a long time ago. So where have you been? I got stuff to do. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Mark, can I start using that? I binged the first episode last night. <laughs> Man, I watched that thing all the way through. I didn't pause it once. <laughs> I went on a road trip from work to home. Oh, gosh. I love it. It's perfect. I'll throw people off. That's perfect for me. I think it works out very well. Um, so let's get down to it. And I feel bad. We this to? is kind of a three on yes. one here, which I, you uh, admittedly are far more knowledgeable when it comes to I movies no and discussions and stuff like that. I have no devil's advocate because I think they both were hot garbage. Well, so. <laughs> I think he should call in Tom Cruise and Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, even yeah. the odds a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, what was that, Adam? <laughs> oh, you like these movies too? Cool. Hey, you hear that? I heard it. I heard you it. You heard it here first. Adam Sandler loves sharks in Venice. There I don't is. want to play basketball right now, man. Leave me alone. <laughs> no, Tom, I ran this morning. <laughs> Get off the couch. So the Alter Ego cast got together 
and watched Shark in Venice because it was for free on IMDb. There's there's only one? No, Shark. The (laughs) title, now depending on where you look. Wait, the poster says Sharks in Venice right now. The poster says Sharks in Venice. Thank you. But the title says Shark in Venice. Amazon's confused. And we uh, were tasked with watching that movie, which we did after drinking a lot of alcoholic beverages. And, and we ate some dessert, Eating too. our weight <laughs> dessert, because yep, we had to hype desserts. this up. <laughs> after, I, it's incentive. also important to say that after, this is after we had watched The Room with Tommy Wiseau. We literally oh. double featured The Room and Sharks in Venice. What a sharks. great night. Oh, God. It was good. Cyborg Mark was, was falling asleep. It was a yeah. night. It was, it was a night. I blame it completely on the movie. <laughs> How terrible of a teacher is is Stephen Baldwin in this movie? Oh. Yeah. So the guy, David Franks, he goes after his students. He just tears that poor instantly. kid a new one. It's like leave him alone. Yeah. And then, and then as, leaves as, him on chapter four. Here, that's <laughs> <laughs> yes, forever. It's Read chapter four right now. Read chapter four, and then he walks out of the room and never goes back to the classroom. My favorite is this teacher tells him. <laughs> You got to go to Venice. All expenses are paid. Let us know when you yes. can come back. Yes. That's what? a dream job right there. Yeah. That guy has tenure. Here's the thing, too. They never, I correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I was too tired. They never talk about what Frank's qualifications are never. other than showing him no. in the class. Yeah, no. None, none. There's you no, do know yeah. that Laura, his girlfriend, is she's very smart. In medieval times, yeah, wait, for sure, she's an expert in medieval studies. She's really smart. So, so we know that her along her. made a whole lot of sense. It, not to mention, she walks up and Stephen Baldwin's like, "Hey, babe," and uh, <laughs> Megan goes, "Who's babe? Yeah. Babe? Who babe is this who? woman?" There's literally nothing leads up to the fact that all of a sudden there's just this, "Hey, babe," and then she's like stressed and she she's with no, yeah. What does she That's know good. about it? So I I've mean, got. She, know, she just feels it. Yeah, she she was deeply affected. Obviously, a lot more than Mr. Franks. Yeah, Doctor Franks. So weird. You know, this movie was originally called Sharks in Bulgaria. I was just about to say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> because the got, whole movie was shot in Bulgaria. Oh, it makes me so happy. And I know the director Danny Lerner. His so he uh, so he passed away, but he was like a former military guy. And mm. his brother Avi Lerner, he's the guy who's produced all the Expendables movies. And drive angry mechanic. So he's been moving up in the world. Oh boy. But this but this Danny Lerner, he's produced Lethal Ninja, Cyborg Cop, Crocodile, just Crocodile, just Octopus. Yeah. Hard cash. Singular. He directed he directed a Dolph Lundgren movie called Direct Contact, which I've watched. <sighs> and so uh but he was moving up in the world too. So I don't know why he he had been involved with some pretty big budget movies yeah. prior to this. So I mean this must have been a tax scam. Or he got the he got country of Bulgaria right. paid them off <laughs> because it's B-roll of the sharks that he just paid for. Probably. Yeah. So then, so are the shots of the actual beautiful city of Venice. He hired a guy named Hank to go and drive around and secretly get footage there. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it's just poorly constructed sets. Yes. I thought it, was, it all had a watermark that said I stock photo on it, but I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> It was the same, like, especially the yep. first time they're on a boat in Venice or wherever the hell they actually are. They, there's like a TV behind him and it's like, it's fucking awful. Oh my God. Well, yeah. my, my thing same. too is the first sharks they show, I don't believe are great whites. No. And they're just in open water too. Yeah. They are in, in Every no way shark in is in open water. And they use the same footage of the shark attacks for every shark for attack. For every shark attack. Yeah. Wait, are we are supposed you... to be defending this? 
Can I, tell you I, what, I feel like, like we're no, diving into just the the hot garbage that it but, is. Yeah. But see, that's why I love it, because there's there's such a market in these movies that just churn out these films and then they sell the foreign rights to different (laughs) providers and they make their money back immediately. So you could churn this out for five hundred thousand dollars, sell it to all the different countries, spruce it up a little bit, put a shark on it and you've made a profit. Tell them Daniel Baldwin. Boom. I'm wondering if this movie was was really big in in Italy or something, because it is available. It was huge. It was it. Yeah, it was bigger than Justice League. Oh my what god. The no, hell? I'm joking. I was oh like, god. Oh my god. I was like, what are they watching over there? <laughs> yeah, I just imagine yes. like these Bulgarian <laughs> guys just hanging out talking about how they saw Stephen Baldwin and they were so jazzed about it. And his running double, which I I love and I just love the big big fist fight that he has and there's a scene, the, the most beautiful scene in this movie is where he's walking with so it's David and Laura they're walking and they're walking around. I know exactly Venice, what you're Venice about to say. And I think in Baldwin's mind, since he's been in massive films, Usual mm-hmm. Suspects, Fled, even Biodome was a big budget movie. Yep. He was walking down thinking there'll be music over this. They mm-hmm. aren't going to record their recording sound, <laughs> but they're not going to keep this dialogue. Yeah. So he is going, look at that tower thingy. And yep. some other beautiful things. Yeah. That's my favorite quote in all that's, movie. Yeah, that's Don't my favorite quote post. Too. It's and fine. I, and I, exactly, that's exactly what he had to be thinking because yeah. I looked at that too when I took my notes and uh, I got to find him here. But yeah, him going through riffing, I said that to to everybody in the room. I was like, he doesn't think they're recording him. Yes, yeah, exactly. He goes, He's just another moving t- his lips. He goes, another tower thingy? Uh, and over some, here too. Some other beautiful things. Some other beautiful things. So my favorite ceramic horses. You love those. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Italian stuff. Yeah. Oh God, it was so. So this bad. sounds bad, but I watched it on mute. Yeah. And it sounds it, better to me. It's, <laughs> yes. it's a lot. It's a lot better because he's just doing the obligatory pointing at things. But you're kind of. He's a little going. He's going a little crazy on the points. Yeah. He yeah, really yeah. is. He's kind of coming across as a show off, like me. Yeah. And yeah, he's just sort of pointing a lot but i it makes more sense when you pause it you know how the word thingies yeah <laughs> so you turn you muted it no subtitles and just let him walk through that yeah and then the running scene that i mean they brought dirt bikes into this this has this movie has some production value and there's a great thud they throw him into a boat and it's like thunk. and <laughs> one of the funniest the, things here's my favorite the running scene he was attacked while asleep in bed fully clothed fully clothed with his running shoes on jets out the fucking door and then all that crazy stuff happens during the run and he's drawing constant attention to himself and then he's randomly all of a sudden in a boat we don't know how he's perfectly hidden for most of these fights and people are going by and he feels the need to attack them even though they clearly have no idea he's there push shit over push shit over to like what are you trying to do draw attention to yourself or what the hell Here's the, the thing problem that, is they're running back and forth on the same street. Right? Yes, they're going to see are. him eventually. Yeah. <laughs> that it's alley got the same alleyway. Time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Poorly made that, set like, is one of those. They're like, if we're going to dress a set in Bulgaria, we're going to use it a lot. Yep. And so they they, they had to. But I know. Uh, Here's I mean, the, Dirt Bikes in Venice. That's bonkers. That's a yeah. way better that could be the title, sequel. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt Bikes in Venice. Whoa. Well, that could be a great movie. Think about it. Like, like, like airborne rad. back in the nineties. <laughs> the yes. dirt bike that he turns around and it's stalking him, and he doesn't make mention of it, and then turns around again and it's gone. Much like the shark fin, the, the first time fin. he's in the boat. Oh yeah, and I was that like, poor couple gets eaten yeah. by the eaten by oh, the shark. That's the best too. scene in the whole movie. Yeah, the drunk want... guy, and then all of a sudden the girl who was like a good ten feet away from him was also eaten at the same time. Yeah. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Are we gonna call that eaten? 
swallowed? There was just like a splash. Shoved? And then, yeah. I mean. <laughs> if I'm that actor, I mean, how is that scene explained to me? So you're standing on this ledge. You never actually get in the water. There's going to be a shark that jumps out and eats you. Even though you're standing on concrete, your legs are going to be in his mouth up to your waist, and you're going to be screaming and flailing. By the way, your girlfriend's eaten too, but we'll do that in post. <laughs> I mean, that's easy. That's easy direction. I wish I'd get that direction working. You know, I mean, that's beautiful. No, I gotta say that the the reason I love this movie so much is we. I used to have this thing called Bad Movie Tuesday when I was in college. So my wife, or I guess girlfriend at the time, we would go to our buddy's house and just drink a bunch of wine and hang out and watch terrible movies. And this was one of them. Yeah. And we just had a blast watching it. So for years I've been quoting it wrong. I forgot complete sections of it. <laughs> uh, just, but I've built it up in my head so much. Like I'm bleeding. I can't talk. And just the, the treasure <laughs> for some reason. And he's underwater for about seven minutes at one time. Yeah. And I just, I, I think I built it up in my head because we had such an epic night. You're talking about the end scene which is one of my candidates for best action scene, which by the way, us, we need to get into fantastic four at some point because we did do an actual comparison oh, yeah. of what was the, what yep. was the better movie? What was the best character? So are we just going to take a vote in both of these films? Okay. Uh, and what was the best action scene? And best so, single line, best single line. So the better I, movie is fantastic four. Oh, because it has a narrative. There's a story. Yeah, it kind yeah. of does. It, they they tried. So I just watched a 90 minute documentary about it on Tubi. Have you guys heard of the documentary about it? Is this Doom? Yeah, uh, yeah, Doomed. Have you I haven't watched, watched it, that? but I want to. Yeah, it's great. So they made this movie just to keep the rights to Fantastic yep. Four. Right. We did know that. Yep. We did. Yeah, we talked. So we had a bit of a episode reviewing this that was on a Patreon exclusive for Seven Lamb. So we we really deep dove this movie, and as far as like the the plot and oh, where nice, it was going nice. and what we thought of it. So we didn't go into so much on the production side of it, just really how we felt about the movie as a whole. There's more about the production stuff than anything else about yeah. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. They tried. That people love this movie. Mm -hmm. And the time frame from Fantastic Four to Sharks in Venice is like we should have we should have come a much longer way. Like yeah. I just <laughs> I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, I can't but, find the budget for Sharks in Venice. Do you know what the budget was? Uh, they don't have it. I doubt they do. So they what? <laughs> they I paid in cash. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you that there there's some like tax loophole. Yeah, I don't know. Some sell some rights to it. Have this they budget. sold jeans in New York. They sold jeans. I sell jeans. <laughs> you know, people used to do that. There's a guy who made movies in the 90s, like Battlefield Earth, Blast, Blast, Ballistic X vs. Sever. And so he would get these massive budgets, but then he would go shoot all the movies in Canada. And so they give him 100 million. He would shoot the movie for 30, keep the 70. So you watch these films and you're like, $100 million budget. But it turns out they were 30 because he was like swindling money from a German co corporation. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a smart guy. And he got away with it yeah. scot-free, huh? No. Yeah, they got sued and then he had to pay a bunch of people and his businesses went under. But, uh, you know, it's creative for the time going. Like, hey, for the time going. He, he thought nice he had him. He thought yeah. he had him. <laughs> for a couple so, of years at least. Yeah. So let's go into, we talked a little bit about Shark in Vegas. Shark in Vegas. Vegas. Oh, can that be the sequel? <laughs> shark in oh, Vegas in you space. You just have the big fountains yes. outside of, uh, what is it? Yes. And the sharks, sharks in them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, at the Venetian, did you say at the Venetian? Was that? Yes. No, Bellagio. Oh, oh. It's at Bella the Bellagio. Bellagio. The big okay, fountains, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shark at the Bellagio. 
It's just random people walking by the fountain. He just just eats them. But they change it to shark in Arizona Mm because it sounds better after that. Oh, gosh. But it's clearly the Bellagio. Everything is Las Vegas. (laughs) In the background, it's always, Viva Las Vegas. They they just get stock footage of cactuses and just feed it in there. It's fine. I'm cardboard cutouts. I'm interested to hear some of your notes and what you thought of this Fantastic Four yep, movie. let's change channels. Oh, my notes? Yeah. I love the, I mean, okay, I love the hand acting of Joseph Colton, who played <laughs> Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Oh. I was obsessed watching his hand motions. Yeah. I mean, they are mesmerizing. Up there, really up there. When he's getting shot, he starts flexing. <laughs> Have you I, noticed that? No. He puts his hands down like this, and he's like, yes, just flexing good. when he's getting shot. Yeah. And his little hand, he, he wipes a lady's teeth at one scene when the the uh, Alicia Masters. The, bl- the blind he, like, lady. Hand, yeah, he puts his hand in her mouth. <laughs> and his hand acting was, man, and he's acting out what he was saying he on set. He really wanted to, I'm big time. trying to remember, because he said in an interview that he uh, did that off of somebody. I think it was Mussolini. He was mimicking yeah. Mussolini's hand movements when he did that. And I yeah, saw that, right. and I'm like, oh, my God. And I believe, Mark, you also told me that he wanted to do VO for everything. He said he'd do it for free. He just wanted them to mm-hmm. be able to understand Doom because he knew they couldn't hear him through that GD mask. And they said it would cost too much. No, we're going to keep it as it is. Yeah, because cause he didn't know it wasn't coming out, but mm-hmm. they did. They're like, trust me, we don't need the voiceovers. Yeah. He's like, no, 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 I'll come in. We'll do it. You know, He's probably screaming through a plastic mask, and nobody can understand him. <laughs> Just like, uh, just like Darth Vader in the original movie, <laughs> like we're never going to use this. It's fine, right? But we don't I mean, need to hear you because we're going to play James Earl Jones over yeah. everything you're doing. And that worked great for Bat- Dark Knight Rises too. I understood <laughs> That's every word. Exactly Tom Hardy reminded me of when That's I started true. listening. I, I just, I don't know. When it came to that movie, there were so many things that I thought was wrong with it. But I'm sure you're you're really appreciating for instance uh, one of the fixations I, one thing i couldn't get over was ben Grimm and his relationship with this blind woman <laughs> i love you oh, right God. she is from the comics no i believe you yes. yeah but there's probably a little bit more depth and story behind how they're I hi mean, how's it going i love you she touches his face one time and then knows that it's his yep. fucking sculpture too <laughs> like what is that this sculpture feels familiar hold yeah. on yeah i know this uh, here's guy. my I, favorite I love thing him. it's a blind woman walking downstairs with the cane or with the seeing eye you know whatever stick. what is that called the, the yeah the blind stick the the blind stick? person poking stick. no i was, just, I, I was gonna say seeing eye dog and then i was like no it's not that um she's carrying also the bust of somebody's face why is the blind woman walking downstairs with both hands occupied she runs into ben Grimm whose first reaction is to pick her up. <laughs> Awkwardly. That's my favorite. You're always safe with me. I think he even says that to her. Uh, and she's really sad about her mask, too. Yes, very. <laughs> that she leaves it there and just leaves. And Mole Man, or whatever his, what's his name in the movie? The Jeweler. The, the Jeweler. jeweler. The, the Jeweler's like, that's going to be my bride right there. Got it. Man, this woman in her love at first sight situations is just yeah. out of control. Love at first sight. How dare you? Uh, I will never be your wife. (laughs) That was just not. Love at first sight. Unreal. (laughs) The nerve. I'd like to apologize to our members of the blind community that listen to this. Mark is Uh, insensitive. Unintended pun. I love it, though. (laughs) 
But this movie, though, I think they shot this in something like four weeks, three, four weeks. And Roger Corman wouldn't allow them to have monitors on set to watch playback because <laughs> those cost money. Everything yeah. is a rental. So, you know, he's famous for making these cheapo movies. So they're just shooting as fast as they can. Uh, the director was relatively untested. He just worked on a bunch of B movies. Yeah. They had a really good production designer who ended up working on Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and Blade and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and Candyman and Kazam. Uh, Kazam wow. Mick Strawn. So, I mean, he was pretty good. But with the money they had and the time they had, I mean, just shoot. They just got to move fast. He had to, like, mm -hmm. at one time he had to ask for extra film and they wouldn't get any more money for it. <laughs> so I guess knowing all that about this movie, it makes me... I don't know. It's just so scrappy. It makes I, I you appreciate it, what they were able to accomplish with what they were given. It just makes me happy. It's just a scrappy little movie. I mean, listen, like Insidious was made for a million dollars and it looks 10,000 times better mm -hmm. than Fantastic Four. Right. But I mean, a comic book movie on 1.5 million. Like, eh, I don't know. Here's the thing. And I'm not a big I, I don't know a lot about movie production. I know some, but I know that four weeks for a comic book movie is lightning fast. <laughs> it's, it's stupid. I'm That's pretty sure like, Endgame was filmed in like six weeks. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like that's, that's well, in truth, that was, I think it was a year of shooting for that movie. Oh, I'm Just sure. for shooting for that movie. Yeah. So four weeks for Marvel's first family, air quotes, people at home that can't see me doing it. Marvel's first family. More like Marvel's first try. Yeah, it was, oh my <laughs> God. No, it wasn't their first try. Even the Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk, the original Punisher, that was better than this. Yeah. Yeah, the original Punisher with Dolph, I mean, he, he puts in a good performance in that. You have a cast, some solid fights. Yep. But but this, I don't think they, I think Abby Arad, the guy who ended up doing Spider-Man later on, he's the one that forced Venom on Sam Raimi. Mm. And he, he wanted to keep this franchise. So I really think they made it. And then they had people who, they didn't want to release it. <laughs> They're like, this is going to kill us. Right. This will kill Marvel. And the director even said that he's like, I, I get Marvel. He's like, I don't think they're the villains. They did not want this movie <laughs> right. out. They, did, they didn't want them destroying their IP. So I mean, cool. it's just it was a rush job. I don't think it, it was ever going to see the light of day. Yeah. But I don't know. Like the, everyone tries. It's cheap. You know what? I, I don't know. I'm on my soapbox. <laughs> um, <laughs> they they at least at least it has personality. Right. You yeah. watch mm -hmm. so many shitty uh, I swear, bad movies <laughs> and don't it, hate. Do me a favor. We'll we'll go back up and edit it, but no fucking swearing or any of that shit. We don't oh, want to hear any it. of that. Stop it. <laughs> Fire <sighs> away, my friend. Respect. Fire away. <laughs> but at least it has personality, right? Like, yeah. At least it's it's cute. It's a cute little movie. And it's scrappy. And I, I guess I like it because of that. I think you have more so than your average moviegoer uh, more appreciation for what goes into it other than face value. And I think for your common moviegoer, both of these movies at face value <laughs> suck are so terrible. Oh. But then yeah. when you go into it and you say, hey, well, you know, this movie was made in four weeks. Yeah. These people were putting their hopes and dreams into it. Then you're like, OK, it's still bad. These but people I thought they were going to be movie stars coming out of this. Yeah, they, yeah, they did. Yeah. Hyped. It's, just, it's such a sad story when you hear about yeah, all that. The cease and desist during the press tour. Guys, the movie's not coming They're out. paying their way Please to stop. go to Comic-Con to do panels and show footage, and they're just but told like, to stop. 
and they were putting their own money into it. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer, but at least it's growing. And I don't know, like the. But also, I've worked on a couple of movies that people thought were going to be great, and they never saw the light of day. Yeah. So this actually happens a lot. So like people go in with the best intentions, and then th this kind of stuff happens. Not with Shark and Venice. They had right. no intentions. They knew exactly what they were doing. With yeah, that. they knew what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because still, all right, Stephen Baldwin. What do you think about his performance? It just seemed very sweaty. It's very sweaty. <laughs> It's very, uh, you know, and before I read some of the notes on this movie, I was like, are they just trying to be Indiana Jones underwater? Kind of. You know, I, I like, mean, what are we doing here? Scenes. And um, so you, it's funny that earlier on you mentioned Rotten Tomatoes. I looked through Rotten Tomatoes a little bit to see what they scored the movie. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, mm -hmm. but it was scored a 14. Out Generous. Of. And reading the... Uh, the movie info from Rotten Tomatoes. I was educated a lot on this. The world-renowned archaeologist and diver discovers a deadly secret lurking beneath the labyrinth canals of Venice in this saltwater shocker from genre specialist Danny Lerner. I didn't know that he was a world-renowned archaeologist and diver. I knew he was a diver because they kind of shove it down your throat. Uh, but I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. You know, then obviously the ruthless mob becomes aware of David's discoveries. Of course, they, they asked for him, <laughs> yeah. and then respond by kidnapping his girlfriend. After they politely ask him to dinner, he says, "I'll think about it." When he says, "I think about it," they say, "We're going to kidnap your girlfriend." Then they kidnap his girlfriend. Then they go try to kill him in his hotel. I was like, "This is counterproductive. You want him to help." Yet can't help you want to kill him. And you have his girlfriend as leverage, so why would you try to kill him? Does that make sense to everybody in the room? No. Is everybody following me? Makes more sense in Bulgarian. Oh, yeah. You're right. <laughs> it does. David uh, discovers and responds. By, it's up to the fearless adventure. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing. He, He's the guy. He's the problem they're trying to kill. He's the one they don't like, but he's the one they need. And as soon as they've kidnapped his girlfriend, threatened his life, said, you know what? You're not going to get out of this. They give him the spear gun with the grenade on the end. <laughs> I was like, what, uh, why does he have that? I love it. Because he's rolled around. That's another why. one was Petro. Anybody remember oh. Petro? Oh, Petro. Is he the diver? Petro's the first yeah. one that went diving with Stephen Baldwin. And they cared so much about him for probably no reason. Where's Petro? <laughs> She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, this is a guy that you just said, in the scene before you go, I need another diver. And they go, okay. You never meet Petro. He's just somebody who jumps in the water with Stephen Baldwin. And then all of a sudden, oh, Petro, I'm sorry. More appropriate would be, hey, uh, where's what's-his-face? Yeah. Can I, can I ask you guys a question for all three of y'all? Please. Okay, what's the better fight? You have Stephen Baldwin in the, the wood shop fighting, hitting people with wood and doing all that. <laughs> Holding the and, chair as it gets sawn in half? And, yeah, well, it's beautiful. It's like gremlins. And then, or the final fight in Fantastic Four where she disappears and people run into each other and it's clobbering time and he stretches oh, out boy. and punches people. What's the better fight? I personally felt like the 10 minute underwater fight <laughs> was exhausting between <laughs> between Vito Clemenza and uh David Franks was the better fight yeah they brought it I thought they were under there for a long time they, I was like are they gonna breathe uh, it was a long time 
Uh, yeah. So, well, th- that's a great question. Do we want to go into our um, our votes for better movie, best character, best line, best action scene? Let's do it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's so, do it. Let's start with better movie. Which one do you think of the two? Since we've all seen this, we'll just kind of vote. Are we talking better movie or which one did we enjoy most? Can I give both? Whoa. That's a good. Yeah. That's a great question. What? Um. Yeah, I think we just go with what the better movie is. Oh. So better movie for me, I thought was Shark and Venice. <laughs> I really did believe it was a better movie, even though it was wow. weird. There was a lot of stuff to to dig up. I was just like, you know what? There's more of a plot here. I think. Mm. I didn't think there was a lot of plot to, to Fantastic Four, and it was thrown together so quickly. I was just like, you know what? I, uh, if I have to pick between punching myself in the face or punching myself in the groin, I'll go with punching myself <laughs> in the face. I hope that quote gets pulled. It's like, uh, Jack Austin, I think there's a lot of plot here. <laughs> Put that on the poster. <laughs> then I can say I know Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> I got to go Fantastic Four. Yeah. I have to. I have to. Just because, I mean... This movie, man. It could be the fact that I slept through half of it. <laughs> <laughs> you did uh, you did watch very closely and make your wonderful fiance sit and watch it too. So you better not fall asleep on that one. Yeah. How about you, Mega? Um, I am also going with Fantastic Four, which mm. okay, let me explain why. Because there were so like the movie start to finish was like the production was the same. There is a plot there, in my opinion. I mean, it was god-awful, but there is still kind of a plot. It just seemed super rushed. And Sharks in Venice was, it was just like the production was choppy. It was like in some places it was decent, it was okay, and then there was the shitty background and the backdrops and all this other crap. It, there was no consistency. The story was stupid. I'm not a fan of Stephen Baldwin. I'm sorry I know you're a listener, but I don't mm-hmm. like him. Like... But I, for some reason, and, and I'm a superhero fan. I like the movies, da da da. So I enjoyed it more. And I'm, I think I'm gonna have to say that it's better too because it's consistent. Okay. It's right for its time. I have a question to pose to everybody here. Let, let's let Mark okay finish his guess for one of those, okay. and then we'll get to that. Fantastic okay. Four, number one. Wow, I'm oh, the only Shark and Venice one, baby. Oh boy, and <laughs> this is from a guy who loves this movie too. Yeah. Wow. wow. No, I I would say I enjoy Shark and Venice more, mm-hmm. but oh. I think a better movie is Fantastic. Four. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. I just you know when you say that the way it was kind of choppy, like when he hits the I guy on the motorcycle, pun. then all of a sudden he's in the boat. <laughs> I also think Fantastic Four. We're going down, and then all of a sudden one guy going hello. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> I was like, okay. That's acting. Still, so what was your was what was your question? Though. Sorry. At least the production was consistent. For which sure. Kind of what? Because low and consistent. Yeah. It, like Sharks of <laughs> Venice lost me from time to time. Because I'm like, wait a second. This was like normal movie, and then all of a sudden it's like garbage movie, and now it's like back to normal movie. Just the production, just the aesthetics of the movie. Yeah. Well, that's a great point because there are a few times where I went, that's a serviceable shot right there. Yeah. That the cameraman knew how to frame. Yep. Yep. That, and then I was like, no, no. And yeah, then people started nice talking moment. and using dialogue. You're like, oh, what, what am I doing? What am I my, saying? My, That's not true. My positive, my positive notes are being destroyed by this very next scene. So what I was that you... on the title? There are some shots that are framed well. So... <laughs> <laughs> Glowing reviews. It just should just say Shark in Venice movie. <laughs> there are sharks in it. This in... is a, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
So man. what were you wanting to pose? Yeah, what oh, was your question? Oh, so I got flashbacks of when we watched uh, Ghost Rider. Oh, God. I was watching Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, is Nicolas Cage a good actor? So in this movie, I was thinking to myself, I thought he was. But is Stephen Baldwin a good actor? I'm uh, not sure. No. Posing to the group? Posing to the group. No. No, he's not. No. Has he ever done anything serviceable or biodome? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, he did uh, Usual Suspects. He was really good in that. Very good. Okay. So yeah. what happened here? <laughs> I think he uh, showed up on set and he just got the life sucked out of him when he saw what it was. I mean, this is a paycheck job. Yeah, he right? just needed money. So it was literally just like, let me just spit out these lines as fast as possible yep. with yeah. no emotion or one no investment. Yeah. yeah, he's. I'll give you one take and he, that's all you get. Yep. I really do. He got there and he's like, oh my gosh. I get 50 grand for three days of work. This will be fine. Yeah. Because the way you get out of here, I'll cash that check. The way some of these lines were delivered, it was reminiscent of the room almost. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I will not work for you. Yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Just like dad. (laughs) Just like weird inflections. Showed up with puffy eyes, one line each take. That's it. Out of there. It just, his enunciation, his inflection on everything, it was just off. It was just. Yeah. It was it was Baldwin. He had a dead voice. He seemed grumpy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would be too. All right. No, so yeah. what what's the next category you want to tackle? We did which one is the better movie? So we've got. All right, so let's do uh, favorite character, best actor. Wait, is that the one? Fav- favorite actor? character, favorite character, best best okay. character, individual character, best character, Lieutenant Toddy. <laughs> Lieutenant Toddy. <laughs> Best character. Okay. She got off scot free for all the bad things yes, she did. She, yes, she yeah. did. She, she, she showed up and she saved our lives. That's what my report will say. <laughs> She's a hero. Yeah. She worked for the mafia and then just winked at the good guy at yep. the end and everything was forgiven. Yep. <laughs> There's a lot of depth there. Yeah, for sure. And subtlety. A lot of storytelling. I need more time to think on this. You mine go was, around the table. Mine was Vito Clemenza. <laughs> Oh. The mob boss. God. He was my favorite. He has <laughs> a good look. Right? The way he I mean, didn't he care. He looks like a movie villain. Right. Oh, he, yeah. t- he took the glasses off to speak every time in the movie, which was great. And he ha- he also uh, is the owner of my favorite line of the movie, too. But we won't get into that. Who was your favorite character, Mark? Oh, Doom all day with his hand acting. It just <laughs> entranced me. <laughs> How about the fact that it's a, that one of the scientist dudes looks like Vito Clemenza? Ooh. Ooh. One of his henchmen special. did. All right, you're on the spot. I still don't know. Favorite character. Oh, God. Um, the shark? The stock footage of the shark. Yeah, the fin. <laughs> the fin in the background. Just the guy holding the, up a the, fin. The POV <laughs> fin. The POV oh, the, oh, yeah, the, the GoPro uh, strapped to a fin. Oh God! I, don't, I would. Say, I mean, it's so. I don't even want to say it. The the drunk girl, because she was like, "Why?" Are you oh, that? that's right. The like, one girl. You just want my body. <laughs> what do you mean? No, um, I'll never get eaten by the sharks. I'm here, buddy. I'm gonna go with uh, the the woman Ben Grimm's love interest. Mm. I'm gonna go with her, Alicia Masters, because she had to play a blind person. That's it. <laughs> she, we can't she make might up actually the, be blind. Let's try to make up the, the damage that Mark has done to the blind community already on this episode. That's not doing any, it's not dogging anything. No, she, we're not. I said I, that was a good thing. I'm I'm going with her. Okay. No, I no, no. I damaged the blind community today. <laughs> she she tried. Yeah. She really did. That When you watch it, you're she acts. And in she's that. believable. And I was thinking Ben Grimm and I was like, no, because he's not good. She was believable until that. Ben. 
I love you. <laughs> Nobody's going to say the jeweler? Just seems rude. <laughs> just oh, seems the jeweler, rude. No. Brother. Oh, mole man. <laughs> they can't call him that. the mole man, right? Copyright. No, you can't call yeah, him the mole man. He's not mole man. He is the, ju- the jeweler specifically. I got to say, I-, I watched this movie, and I, I guess the first time I-, I just wasn't, I was writing or doing something, and I was like, wait, are they older now? What what's happened? What their kids? Yeah, what happened? It threw me. I guess it did throw me off. He was just I talking watched. to two, ten-year-old Sue Storm. Now she's what? Thirty. Yeah. <laughs> and time they glory lit the the heck out of her too. In that every time mm-hmm. she walks into a room, there's just hair light. Yep. On Susan Storm, they yes. they really lit her. You could tell they put some actual work into that one. They really did. They put as much work into her as as little work they put into Johnny Storm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Oh, man. All right, so we've only got two more to go, which is uh, best action scene and best line. So what do we want to go with first? We've talked about action scenes. I say we cover that one real quick. Yeah, let's do action scenes. Mine's 1A, 1B. Crime, Hmm? the the crime, I have a 1A, 1B. Oh, Got it. For best action scene. And I guess it all runs into one, which I just call it the crime scene raid where Stephen Baldwin is fighting the villain for 10 minutes underwater. And meanwhile, up above the water, the SWAT team and the police are shooting back and forth with the criminals for what seems like that whole 10 minutes. And nobody gets shot. Nobody. (laughs) There's I think cardboard I should... boxes jumping all over the place, too. I don't know if you noticed that. It's like that. somebody's kicking them. I'm like, we're <laughs> going to squib this, this entire emptied-out Kmart and just ruin it for yep. the last 10 minutes of the movie, and that'll be the budget. <laughs> that and Stephen Baldwin. What's your 1B? The, those, so, so the fight underwater oh, okay. was 1A. Okay. Okay. Them just sitting back and forth, so just the jostling. the same scene, but yeah. the, same, the yeah, simultaneous yeah, yeah. scenes. I loved both facets of that scene, but I felt they were... Definitely different enough to say, you know, I could say, yeah, the fighting underwater scene, but that, you know, took place simultaneously. Do you think Tom Cruise watched that and just thought I could top that? Yep. Yes. I could be underwater for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Mission Impossible. You know what? I want the shark to eat me and I want to crawl back out from inside of it. (laughs) Oh, man. That that needs to happen. He rides one into it. Mission Impossible 12. He finds a megalodon and befriends it. He has a shark mask that he just whips off, and then it's him. <laughs> wow. Mission Impossible style. What about you? I'm going with the dirt bike race. <laughs> <laughs> that was action. That was that was high intensity, for sure. <laughs> they just needed I mean, they, a flaming They had poop. dirt bikes. That's money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And people to ride them. There's stunts. There's a guy who did a falling gag in yeah. Sharks in Venice. There, there's a guy who had to say, all right, so let's take a few weeks and plan this out, this intense <laughs> motorcycle scene. Yeah. Somebody worked hard on that. Oh, God. What about you? So are you talking between the both both movies? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> my favorite scene, it's definitely not the best, but is when Johnny Storm is trying to save the world. Yes. And he is the torpedo of doom. (laughs) He is the flame and he's flying and like flipping around and 
and it's terrible. I mean, he's more like so a Windows 95 screensaver. Yes, that's what it looks like. It literally looks, it's awful, but I, I it literally it made me laugh so much. I was laughing so hard. You're right. It looks like animated movies like Shrek when they show how they messed up the animation and the yes, character starts going. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's, I literally couldn't put it yep. to words. That's it. And I loved it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I just couldn't. So that's my favorite. I think that's the best one. What that about you, Mark? That's a fun scene. It is, yeah, it's definitely one of the best scenes in that movie. I just got to go with the basement fight with Stephen Baldwin ah. because he gets really slapped around in that. There's some stuntmen, <laughs> but there's a couple. He takes some shots. He and, does. Like he, there's choreography that he starts getting choked, and then he does a little knocks the hands away. Then he takes the guy about eight feet away from the saw. Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm going to die. He's like, you're dead already. And I'm like, wait, so he's going to kill him? <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, here we go. And, and that, good... that's the most acting he does in that movie. Mm-hmm. And I love when he gets knocked back, but he looks backwards to see if he's landing towards the pole. <laughs> it's just perfect. And it's they, they tried. They choreographed it. There's some some blood on there. There's yeah. a good wood gag where he gets hits, hits him with a wood pole. Yeah, and this oh, yeah. guy who we don't know why he has any sort of ties to the mafia or anybody that he's with is is so worried about giving up the fake location of where she is <laughs> that he's almost willing to die to then give up a fake location. I wish he would have sawed him and just blood spl- splatters all over his face. <laughs> then he instantly just becomes a, a bloodthirsty murderer. <laughs> Rides the shark and kills yep. them all later. Yeah, yeah, kills all of Venice. He becomes the shark king. <laughs> Um, okay, so I think we're down to uh, favorite line or best line mm-hmm. in the movie. And I, I'll kick this little ditty off because I loved Vito Clemenza. And my favorite grouping of lines of his, I don't remember specifically what it is, but I remember it catching my attention when he was talking about, I put my minnow sharks in the canals and then they get big and can't get out. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So... He's trying to protect the treasure by putting sharks in there. Then he's trying to employ divers who are getting eaten by the sharks. And the one diver he thinks he can get in there, he wants to pay to get through the shark, but he's also going to try to get... Never mind. That's a real catch-22. Yeah. I didn't understand the whole purpose of that, of why he was <laughs> trying to to you know get divers. We really need the divers to get down there and find it. But you know what? Put all these sharks down there, so be careful with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long time, though. Those sharks are old. Yeah. So if you put them, like, great shark, great white sharks can live to be, I don't know, 60, 70, 40. I don't know. So he did it 20 years ago. Let's Google it. It's worth a Google. And yeah, right back when he was, what, 11? <laughs> Dad, I want some I want some great white sharks. Think you can hook me up? That would make sense if he was 11 and he did it. Yeah, for sure. Right. All right. We're going to do this real quick. We're just going to Google how, how lifespan of great white sharks. Are you going to push the Google? I am. Little Google song of Great White Sharks. Come on down. Great White Sharks sound. Let's take a look at what the Goog has to say. 70 years. Oh, that's 70 too long. years. That is way now, too I, long. Think, I think what's important to us, I'll articulate, to reach maturity. How long does it Whoa. take for a Great White Shark to reach its mature size? Uh, 22 years. That's your guess? Yeah. I say probably like I'm gonna say 12. ten. What oh. was your what was your guess? 22? 20, 26. Ooh. Damn, that was a good Let guess. Let me tell you what, at, at three years, I'm still not messing with the great white shark. No. I don't want a baby shark. <laughs> like nothing. 
Baby Shark. Twenty three years ago, he put those things in there. Wow. I put my minnows in the canals, and they got bigger. So I've been looking for the treasure for that long. So that timeline doesn't really work out, does it? Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, the sharks in that stock footage did not look that big, right. so I think we're fine. Maybe, but also maybe like five-year-old The sharks. great white shark that was big enough to capsize a gondola with two people in it and then eat them <laughs> yeah. within 30 seconds, that's a big shark. That is a big shark. Are there sharks of various sizes, or is it just the shark in Venice? Well... That there's definitely sharks. There's definitely more than one yeah. that we've Because he found. blows up one and there's still more. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but does he blow up the fast forward shark that every time they cut to it, it was moving faster through the water? How many oh. people can a shark eat in one day? Probably one. Because mm, that shark ate more than one. Yeah. At a time. Hungry, hungry, hungry sharks. Hungry, hungry sharks. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if we, there's like a... <laughs> the, Vito so comes back riders as a as a robot, and he's like, he's got all the sharks named. <laughs> Where's Orange Zero? I don't know. I think all the right. movie Shark Knight stole the plot from this movie. Really? I'm, I'm they, amazed anything took, would have stolen anything from this movie. They took sharks and put them in a brackish lake and wow. to kill teenagers and then sell the videos. So he put these sharks in Venice to protect the things, and then people are dying. And then to he's throwing them in there to be fed to them. To protect something he couldn't find. <laughs> now you know well, in about 26 was, years something's going to be coming down here to find this treasure i can't find so instead of dedicating 26 years to finding it i'm just going to hope these sharks get mature and when they do then we'll look did you got your shark spray on did you spray your shark spray no well i can't get it but i don't want anybody else to get it either right oh wait real quick we didn't touch on this but i think most of the budget went to that medieval battle <laughs> I think somebody from Rotten Tomatoes said that that was footage liberally stolen from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I was like, man, was it really? Did it really? Wait, that wasn't out? Stephen Baldwin being dragged under that truck? <laughs> no, no, it was not. That was his stunt double who was not looking anything like him. It was actually a, a 40 year old blonde woman was his stunt double in that movie. Wow. So, uh, best line. Hmm. You have to come back to me on that one. Okay. Oh my gosh, I have a feeling I have to come back to everybody. I'm four for four. Oh wow. Uh, with Fantastic Four. Hey. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but mine is when um, Mr. Fantastic is actually fighting Doom right there at the end. Oh no. And he goes, he slugs him, and he says, "That's for trying to kill me." And then he slugs him again, and he goes, "That's for trying to kill my friends." And this is for being a jerk. And then he pushes him off of the building. Pushes him off the building to his death. Well, don't be Although a jerk. I'm pretty sure the fingers fingers click after he's dead. Yeah. So that's I love name. that for being a jerk. That's for that's being perfect. a jerk. And I'm it's like, that is totally 90, 1994 superhero <laughs> film quoting right there. That's My, for being a jerk. Mine is actually Dr. Doom as well. Oh, boy. It, it's that line where he went, oh, no. <laughs> and then waves his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and gave us spirit fingers. Yeah. Clink, he was clink, conducting clink. an orchestra. Yeah, he, was. he looked like a, a woman who just got her nails done like really long. Yeah. And was like waving her hands around. That's what that's what he looked like. How about you, Mark? Do you think Elizabeth Olsen from the Avengers movie studied his hand motions for her um, Oh absolutely. Uh, for sure. For yeah. sure. To do her, her to do the Scarlet her, Witch stuff. They yeah, kept showing her that stuff. during the dailies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come over here and look at this. Are you doing Mussolini? No, 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 no. <laughs> doing Dr. Doom. 94. Oh, Maybe Doom, you've seen 94. it. Oh, oh, good, 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 good. Yeah, Keep yeah, it yeah. in the universe. I like it. I like it. 
watch when she does that to Thanos at the end. She's copying his exact movement. That's right. Mm-hmm. That is the uh, the final spirit finger. Her fingers click as well, but it's just arthritis. Right. So. <laughs> oh, my God. The 20-year-old the, the Elizabeth Olsen has crippling arthritis. <laughs> so for this character, we really need you to move your hands a lot. She's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I lied on my resume. So they, so they just, they just crunch, mute crunch, every crunch. time she moves her fingers. Oh, oh. Like, Don't move your mouth, Elizabeth. We're going to just mute this out. Okay. She's screaming at the top of her lungs. Oh. She moves her hands. Good, good. Use that. Oh, boy. Who's this director? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's me, actually. Yes, yes, yes. You're great. doing great, Elizabeth. Yeah. Keep fighting through the arthritis. <laughs> Write it in the script that whenever she uses her powers, it hurts her. It, it hurts her. She screams. Do yeah. it more. Doing more. <laughs> You're in pain, right? We could just take it out of the script. No, 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 yep. no, 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 no. Look at that production value. Those are real <laughs> tears. <laughs> no hand doubles. No hand models. Elizabeth's doing it. <laughs> So what was your favorite line of oh, the movie? Oh, she's an expert in medieval studies. She's <laughs> really smart. Wow. He's just sitting there looking at a piece of paper. <laughs> Who says this? Oh, Frank? When, when she's like, the Medici treasure is said to be this, this, this. Oh. And the lady oh, goes, how yeah. do you know that? And Tati says, how do you know that? And then Baldwin just goes, she's an expert she's in medieval sweet. studies. She's sweet really smart. exposition, bro. Yep. She's and then really he looks smart. at her and he goes, she's really smart. Oh, boy. Oh, man. But this is line reading. Like yeah. You could just say, because she's brilliant, she's amazing, I love her. But right. instead, she's an she's, expert. She's really it would have been more believable. He's like, why don't you mind your fucking business? Yeah, yeah, yeah Toddy, you seem up to good. Yeah. Actually, in the original cut, he says she's really smart, then he spanks her on the ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> she was like, yeah, take it out of my tab. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. She's an expert. But he just doesn't move, and he's just sitting there looking at a little map. And, it, and he reads that entire story to them, too, by the way. I know it's other narration, but imagine just sitting there for 10 minutes listening to him read to you about... About the medieval. Medici treasure. <laughs> I don't have to imagine it. I sat through it. Yeah, we saw it. We lived it. <laughs> you were sleeping. I, don't lie. I slept I through it. <laughs> I can't talk. I'm bleeding. That's can't talk. Story. I'm bleeding. And not to mention being bit by a great white shark, which I should have looked up some more facts about great whites. His arm heals miraculously Yeah, he got bit fast. like on the shoulder, and then in the next scene, he's fine. Same day. Great yeah. whites, I want to know what their fatality rating is when they attack. I'm assuming it's extraordinarily high. Yeah. Not for a bald one. Not for a bald one. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my Lord. Well, that, you never saw that nineteen late 1990s movie, Surfing with Sharks, starring all the bald ones? No. 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 Yeah. Is it's that a, real? A, is this a spiritual sequel? What is yeah. this? <laughs> is this a vision quest? What happened? Now the, so the three brothers who are bank robbers and um, no, it's point break. No, but they're, yeah, there's uh, the Baldwin surfing. Oh, Sounds like you're, uh, you've got your writer's pad out. You're ready to go. <laughs> Just the Baldwin uh, surfing on green screen. It, That's like, movie ever. We're going. As soon as the movies are back open, we're going. That's what's going to be guys, in theaters when we go back. Get bored, though, we do record fake movies about sharks on the MFF podcast. We have yeah. sharks in Sweden about a a bank robbery in an aquarium that goes wrong, and all the sharks get shot out and wow. they attack people. Wow! And, and you like, guys yeah, make and, these up, or are they real? Yeah, just make them up. And then we have one called Sunset Shark Club, where Patrick Swayze and goes around the country surfing with sharks, oh with my. the sharks. Hey, buddy! And it's like it's like a dirty dancing type movie but or like footloose but surfing with sharks if he does a lift with a hammerhead shark i would watch that movie <laughs> oh i had the time of my life that's watching. the poster swims, swims i have the time of my life like... watching that very nice <laughs> very <right>. nice <laughs> oh boy 
Well, I think, you know what? Uh, I think Fantastic Four surprisingly won a lot more categories than Shark and Venice. I can't believe this. I am shocked. I thought that movie was so terrible. And I was just, I, I was watching Shark and Venice. I was like, you know what? This is probably a good winner. And I'm alone in this boat. No pun intended. <laughs> we made a couple puns today. Yeah. I just, I don't, this movie won something. I think that's something that they'll take to heart <laughs> and they'll be very proud something. of. Maybe we'll we need email, to email, we'll the email the cast. Yeah. yeah. No, hey, you guys, listen to our podcast. You won. You won. Least they worst just, movie. Yep. <laughs> they tried. Yeah. There's a score in it. It's really heavy on piano. The composers put their own money into the score for if, Fantastic Four. If okay. I could give it anything, it's that quote that you just said. They tried. Because yeah. in Fantastic Four, I could not, if I wanted to, take that away from them. They did try. Every single one of them. They tried to make good movie. They wanted it to be great. They wanted to become titans of industry and really do the Fantastic Four justice, which I, I, I admire. And Shark and Venice, I have to say, they did not try. I want to see the Shark and Venice press tour. That's what I want to see. Oh, I want boy. to see that junket. It was actually at every 7-Eleven in Bulgaria, and Stephen Baldwin did not show up. Wow. It's just a Stephen Baldwin cutout sitting in a chair. That's right. They just brought the cutout. We have a question for Mr. Baldwin. He won't answer. <laughs> I covered one of them for the New York Times. Yeah, of course. And it, it was at a Radisson in a basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, a in the With basement. you and Adam Sandler. <laughs> yeah. And so we were, you know, we I got called in, you know, Mark Hoffmark, get down there. Yeah. We need this big scoop. So I went down there and I Jay talked Jonah with, Jameson uh, sent you on a mission? That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where's my Spider-Man photos? Like, Where's They're coming. They're coming. But yeah, so Slamming down there in this the basement dish. talking to, to the, the producers and everything and I had to pay $20. Everyone had to pay $20. Yeah, to pay to get, get down the there to do the interview. Yeah, and then they sold waters, and uh, you know I got sold, involved. Yeah. I, I have a timeshare now. You bought a Zephyr, you bought a Zephyr Hills for eight dollars. <laughs> yep, Zephyr Hills for eight dollars. I own a timeshare uh, in Jacksonville right now. Oh my! Oh, time yeah. to sell. Well, well, well. <laughs> looks like you won that one. And I also have about eighteen. Um, let's see, I was like big, like of like a HGH that was supposed to be like a pyramid scheme type thing oh. where you get people working out. So I have like jugs of that now. So if you guys want any. Uh, absolutely i yeah, expect i'll us. get you our Three, mailing address yes. here after the episode mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man that <sighs> really set my life back a few years that yeah junket. <laughs> but hey you know what you'll you, never forget it you and everybody else who worked on that movie <laughs> <laughs> no they shot that movie in three days <laughs> i would uh, believe that i do believe that but um yeah so before. i think that's definitive yeah fantastic 494 has actually won something congratulations to them Comic books over that's sharks. That's huge. Yes. All right. I'll and, take it. Uh, and, you know, I think that's going to do it for us here. I think we'll do a, a big, huge thank you again to Mark Hoffmeyer for showing up for Movies, Films, and Flicks and all the other things that he's in. If uh, Can you give us one more shout-out where we can find you? Well, I just want to say thank you, guys. I, you know, you have busy lives. I know you have all your families, and you somehow sat down to watch Sharks in Sweden to talk to me. Oh, no, wait, shark, shark in Venice. Where's the shark again? <laughs> so, Shark, I, I'm, so I, I got to tell you all, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's not lost on me, so I appreciate that you all would spend your time watching a Stephen Baldwin 2008 <laughs> film to compare yeah. it to Fantastic Four with me. It was worth it. It was worth every this penny. This was. movie is free on Amazon and on YouTube. Worth every penny we didn't pay for it. <laughs> So, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, but I already talked enough about myself. We're all set. Just check out movies, films, and flicks. And uh, sometimes I'd love to have you guys on. Well, uh, you pick something for me, and I'll do it. Ooh. I, I put this on y'all. Ooh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We would love that. Mm -hmm. Definitely mm -hmm. stop mm -hmm. by and be part of the show. 
Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening. I do have one bit of info that I saw that I forgot to mention. Mandalorian season two, October seventh. Let's did go. Guys, did you guys watch the behind the scenes videos of it? Oh no, my gosh. I want to though. Oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. just Favreau's a genius. Favreau is a genius. Yeah, because they have that like live tracking background thing, right? Blows my mind. That's so uh, I've crazy. Like, you know, I've worked with a bunch of green screen and blue screen, and I, I like just seeing that wall. I was I, I got a little teared up because I would love to be on that set and just to see how that works because. Yeah. Man, that'd be odd. Oh, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. But yeah, that documentary is worth watching. Because Definitely going to have to check sure. that out. Sure. Watch that and Doom. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Glow. Apparently. Oh, no, Doomed. It's called Doomed. That's what Doomed. it is. Doomed. Yes. Yeah. And well, Glow. Yes. And, and Glow. glow. Yep. Yes. And She-Hulk. And Umbrella Academy Season 2. And Shang-Chi. And Mulan. And everything. Oh, watch it all. Oh, Portrait, Portrait of a Lady on Fire on Hulu. Uh, it should have been nominated for Best Foreign Film if you guys want to watch it. Excellent French film that everyone needs to watch. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I already like it. Beautiful. Uh, well, yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to hype you up here a little bit, Mark. You ready? Yeah, sure. Can you hear it? Can you oh, hear it? Oh, man. Can you hear it, Mark? Oh, Can you wait, hear it? Wait, my heart. It's palpitating. <laughs> I want to say a big thank you to Mark Hoffmeyer for joining us. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Forge Supply and Tony Anello's Southern Italian Eatery. Uh, you can find us at alteregopodcast2 at gmail.com. If you want to send us any kind of emails, correspondence, news, whatever. Uh, you can find us on Twitter oh. at podcast underscore ego. Facebook at alteregopodcast. Instagram at alteregopod. YouTube.com forward slash alteregopodcast. Thank you so much. We will catch you next time. Have a wonderful day or don't. It's your life. I don't care. Please don't send nudes. Men or women. Let's just. No, none. Send me pictures of spaghetti. I'm turning you up. Go, go, go. Hello, Clemenza. <laughs> we saved big money with our progressive home and auto bundle and used the cash to take a family vacation. To Hawaii. Who's up for a luau? Yeah. This is not a real testimonial. Sure, customers can save big money with Progressive, but not enough to go to Hawaii. They'll probably use it for things like the mortgage and groceries, or even a travel magazine, so at least they can see pictures of Hawaii. Aloha! <laughs> yes, say hello to those beautiful Hawaiian beaches in that magazine. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets on our auto policy at no extra charge, we decided to make a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Can you hear that puppy? If you could see this, you would melt. I mean, just the softest fur. Oh, wait. He's trying to open this box now. And, oh, the box is filled with kittens. If only there was some way you could see this. <laughs> oh, what a glaring oversight. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms. Ken Bernus. With 24-7 customer service and guaranteed repairs, your progressive policy works the way it's supposed to. Unlike this stressful meditation guide. Take a deep breath. Focus on all the things you have to do. Did someone make the vet appointment yet? You don't know? That feels like something you should know. Switch to progressive today. You are a mess. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Repairs through Progressive Network shops guaranteed for as long as you own or lease your car. Brrr, bodega, 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 Alpha and Omega. <clears throat> 
Siamese sailors sell celery sandwiches. So wing about a serving platter. Hey, hey Jamie. Yes. Uh, did uh, did you want to try reading that line on the script there? Oh yeah. Let's see. Uh, you could say big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. That one. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm just not warmed up yet. Shouldn't be long. Detector test. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive today. The marmot mangled by mushu pork pancake. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. To remind pet owners that Progressive covers pets on our auto policy at no extra charge, we decided to make a really cute pet-themed radio commercial. Can you hear that puppy? If you could see this, you would melt. I mean, just the softest fur. Oh, wait. He's trying to open this box now. And, oh, the box is filled with kittens. If only there was some way you could see this. <laughs> What a glaring oversight. Get coverage for your pets with an auto policy from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage for cats and dogs included with the purchase of collision coverage and is subject to policy terms.